0: Glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. He said, I've made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they've kept your word. Now they know that everything you've given me is from you, for the words that you gave to me, I've given to them, and they have received them, and know in truth that I came from you, and they've believed that you sent me. I'm asking on their behalf. I'm not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am going no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you've given me, so that they may be one as we are one. The Gospel of the Lord. I mean, and I hope for this morning's message to be in the category of practical and holy. Because smarter people than me call this little bit of John's gospel that we've just heard and what we've been hearing in fits and starts really the last couple of weeks, they call it Jesus' farewell discourse. There are chapters of it in the Gospel of John, these parting and final words of his before he heads off to his crucifixion. Sounds like we're talking about ascension, but really these parting words, this farewell discourse, is Jesus' prayer um, before his crucifixion and death. It's a prayer, intimate words, intended for God, but overheard, presumably, by someone who took really good notes, apparently, As I said at first service, I'm glad people aren't taking notes every time I'm sharing my private prayers and thoughts with the Almighty. But possibly someone was there, seated in the upper room at that last supper, hearing Jesus pray this prayer sometime again, before he made his way to the cross and to Calvary for all of the ugliness that he knew was waiting for him there. I'm not expecting much ugliness in the next couple of months, But it seems like a thing that I get to reflect on Jesus' farewell discourse before I take my sabbatical leave for the summer starting this week. So, first of all, some perspective. I am not Jesus. (laughs) So while I know there is some level of anxiety about my being gone for the summer... The weight of what Jesus is up to this morning puts all of that into a different light and a healthier perspective for all of us, I hope. My time away will be lengthy, for sure, more than three days, but not quite 2,000 years either. But still lots of things can and will happen in your lives and in my life over the course of these coming summer months. It might be difficult to miss some of that. Difficult for you and difficult for me. But kind of like Jesus, I have every intention of returning. I promise I will be back. Secondly, the point of all of this for me What I get to do is to step away from being on-call and on-task and on in every way that that happens for a pastor, especially a pastor in a busy, active, healthy, thriving, growing congregation like ours. I could try to describe what that looks like and what that feels like and what that really is like, but I will not for a couple of reasons. A lot of you already understand that, and I'm grateful for that understanding. Some of you might not believe it, even if I tried to explain it, and others might think I was whining or complaining about my job, which is so very much not the case. I love my work. And what's more, I love my work in this place in a way that I'm pretty sure I could not and would not love my work anywhere else at this time in my life. But as one of my friends who has received one of these sabbatical grants once said, he felt like he had been running the same lap around the track with his ministry after a time. He also said he felt like he was running out of magic tricks If you all haven't noticed that or felt that or wondered about that sort of thing around here where I'm concerned, I'm glad and I'm grateful for that too, but I know what my friend means. I'm looking forward not so much to a break from ministry, this ministry that I love and that I am still very much called to, but I'm looking forward to the ways that this time away means to fill and to refill the well of my creativity, enthusiasm and joy for what's to come. The point of this for my family. The Habels have been on a physical, emotional, spiritual marathon the last couple of years. It's harder with them sitting here. Krista's cancer was icing on the crappy COVID cake that we all wrestled with. And I know so many of you have wrestled and struggled and suffered in your own ways too, and I have been blessed to walk with you through some of that. And I know all of this is relative. I am not comparing or competing for the biggest mountain or mole hill here. But one thing I've tried to learn these last couple of years is to take the same advice that I have and that I would give to any of you. And that is to say yes. Yes to the good and gracious stuff more often and more readily because these opportunities can be fleeting. They can be few and far between. And because we may not be able to make choices about them next week or next year or the next time they present themselves. The point of all of this for you, and for us, and for our ministry together. Among other things, we will be learning together separately these next few months about the hard, holy stuff of race and anti-racism and social justice. I am so grateful that so many of you have signed up for the book studies that Pastor Kogan and Francia will lead there are only three spots left in the Interrupting Racism workshops that the renewal grant is paying for and making available, which is potentially a life-changing experience for those who participate. Pastor Kogan is planning a field trip to the Freedom Center in Cincinnati with the young people this summer, and we have some amazing preachers lined up to inspire our worship throughout The coming months. You will not want to miss hearing them, and I am praying that you will not miss hearing them. On a more general note, I hope that you'll look and pray and plan for ways to step up and to step into our life together. If you haven't turned in your time and talent sheets for the year ahead, it would be great if you would check something new on that list before you hand that back this time around. Look for ways to show Pastor Kogan the ropes around here. And look for opportunities to receive and to welcome and to let him be our pastor. He is, as Janis Janelsons used to say about me, the whole loaf of bread. <laughs> and we are lucky to have him among us. I'm not Jesus. And he is not the Holy Spirit, but I'm not leaving you orphaned, people. You are in good, capable, careful, faithful, pastoral hands. I believe it is no coincidence that Pastor Kogan's arrival coincides with my leaving, the way that it has all come to pass. Lastly, thank you and thank you and thank you again. There are congregations who resist and who refuse the practice of sabbatical for their pastors. It is an expression of grace that is too much for too many. It is a gift that is too generous for some to give, even when Eli Lilly is footing the bill. But it's something we have made a part of our life together because Sabbath is God's command for God's children, And because we've experienced the blessings it bears on our life together. And because it is an exercise, an actual practice of grace and generosity and gratitude. And even though I'm proud to tell others about a congregation like ours that lets all of this happen, I receive your support and your encouragement in all of it humbly with deep gratitude. And I don't take one bit of it for granted. So, my prayer for you, for me, for all of us, as I prepare to take my leave, is very much like Jesus' prayer for his disciples and his prayer for all of us, too. It's not just about the next few months, really, but about our life together well beyond this summer Sabbath. Mostly, Jesus prayed that his disciples, that we would be one, that we would be united under a banner of grace and mercy that we would all have the encouragement and power and all the faith and hope we need to live together and to do life together and to carry out this ministry together as God has called us to do for the long haul. It's more joy and responsibility than we deserve a lot of the time, but it is our call and it is our blessing and it is God's hope for us as we live and work and seek to be a blessing of grace and of good news for each other and for the sake of this world that we serve. In Jesus' name, amen.